Unfortunately, I see that European automakers are still quite reluctant and slow. They're not really getting the speed. The Chinese are coming a lot faster than any of us realizes. Not to protect our market and close it off, but to accelerate and become better so we can compete with them. But we're just in a situation where Chinese companies are now ready, they have the tech and they want to expand. They're not welcome in the US. So I hope that by next year, there will be one or two more European success stories about Gigafactories. Time will tell. Time will tell indeed. <laughs> you will come back. You have to be positive because you, you never just win, you always lose, but you have to keep going forward. So. Hi, Julia. Good to see you. Yeah, great to see you. Always really great to see you here in London. <laughs> in London today. Definitely a new place, which is exciting because we're here for the Financial Times feature of the Car Summit. Yeah, absolutely. What a timing as well. So much is going on in the world. <laughs> so much in the world, so much in the automotive sector, so much in the world of batteries. And um, yeah, I would just want to have a quick conversation, some of your takeaways, some of your thoughts. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I think it's uh, really key timing to have this conference. Uh, from European side, lots of policies, frameworks are done now, right? So we're going electric. Uh, we, we have a framework also for sustainable battery production in Europe, lots of plans. So for me, at the moment, we are at the moment in Europe where it's about the execution, implementing, right? That's why it's so cool to be here at the FT conference to actually listen to the industry. How are they implementing? What are they doing? So maybe I'll highlight three uh, highlights for me from this conference. Number one, unfortunately, I see that European automakers are still quite reluctant and slow. I feel that they're not really getting the speed of this. They still talk about other alternatives. There was a whole panel of talking about e-fuels and, and hydrogen. Yes, maybe some niche markets, but that train has departed, right? So that's one. Number two, the Chinese are coming a lot faster than any of us realizes. And they're not just coming because they're cheap, you know, that kind of 90s, 1990s uh, misconception. They're coming because they have better product, better service, better technology. And I think that's really something that should really be a wake-up call to us in Europe, not to protect our market and close it off, but to accelerate and become better so we can compete with them. And number three, what is really interesting, so this is a cars conference, right? It's about cars, but the whole discussion is actually about batteries, supply chains, and raw materials. So the entire debate has moved to upstream, uh, to how, uh, to what, to just not just resilience, but also sustainability, even among the cars crowd. Yeah. Mm. I think that's a really important point. And also I think for like last year, right? I think the turn of fuels definitely came up again. I think there was, I think, less last year. And I think... Um, as I said, but I think China definitely was a big of a conversation just a year ago, or Asia more generally. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think, of course, it's in the more global dimension of geopolitics, right? But we're just in a situation where Chinese companies are now ready, they have the tech, and they want to expand. They're not welcome in the US. So Europe is a clear landing zone for them. And they're coming really fast. And and big question is, what do we do? And I don't think anyone has good answers. Because in, in my view, we should not be protectionist. We should be better. But how? How can we do it quickly? That, that's such a key question. And it becomes about industrial policy, innovation, and just changing the culture and the mindset among our car industry. And I think that's where... We're not getting there yet. Mm. And maybe if you want to think about in a year's time, 
we might sit here again or you know the the event will happen again and any thoughts what has happened till then anything mm. what you wish happened yeah so to be honest with you uh, what i really hope will happen is that we'll have a few more success stories around battery Uh, factories in Europe beyond Northvolt. So there's lots of plans at the moment, as you of course know, you've covered lots of them as well in the podcast, but there's also a big risk, for example, from the US IRA, right, and incentives. So I hope that by next year, there will be one or two more European success stories about gigafactories, maybe even an, an, another gigafactory announcement in the UK. So that would be great. Uh, so that certainly would be one. And two, I think I just really hope that uh, when some of the major car CEOs uh, interviewed last year, they do not mention e-fuels. They say, right, it's all electric and that's what we're doing to accelerate. Mm. Time will tell. <laughs> Time will tell indeed. We'll come back. Always stay in a positive. If, if you work in an NGO like myself, you have to be positive because you, you never just win. You always lose, but you have to keep going forward. So hope is, is, is very important in, in that sector. And I think a lot of progress has also happened. I think that's also one thing. If I think back a year, when regulations are slow, and you're the best one to know that, <laughs> one of the best ones, being quite closely familiar with it. Um, but I think there has been progress, and I think there's still, yeah, as you say, there's a lot of optimists out there. But um, yeah. So we we are kind of you know with regulations, we we we're just so happy that we finally closed the chapter on the European car CO2 discussions, and regardless of that little diversion on e-fuels, we have a clear zero target in 2035, which means that pretty much all the new cars, new vans will be largely electric. Maybe a bit of hydrogen because they're treated equally, but mostly electric. So that's such a clear direction, right? Now it's just like let's be doing where regulations are going at the moment, and some people on on panels today. For example, Sarah Montgomery, she, she covered that really well. Regulations are actually moving upstream to secure raw materials, to make supply chains transparent, right? To source metals uh, responsibly and to do some of that here in Europe. And I think that's really what today defines the new set of regulations. Moving from what? Yes, it's electric. To how are we going to actually source the metals needed for all of that? And, and that's really welcome, uh, a really welcome development in my view. So much can be done. When we talk about mining, for example, or just producing batteries, the technologies, uh, the practices to make it sustainable are all out there. It's just about consistently implementing them and incentivizing companies to always do that. And that's where we need regulations and, and, and things such as the battery passport, for example, to make that a no-brainer for the company. So they don't even think that they can do something cheaper and dirtier, right? That this is the standard of doing things and that standard is always high. Mm. Julia, with this, I think we are at the end of time, but I want to thank you so much for joining again and um, yeah, sharing all of your thoughts and your insights. And um, yeah, with this, I just want to say thanks everyone for listening and uh, watching. And um, yeah, thanks so much for, for you know, um, being curious and interested in these topics. And I'm sure we're going to hear more about this in the future as well. Thanks. Thanks a lot, everyone. Thank you, Simon. Thank you, Julia. Bye-bye.